This is Kyla. This is Jess. Welcome to Broads Abroad. We're two broads abroad. <laughs> this podcast talks about adapting and settling in abroad, health and wellness abroad, food and shopping abroad. Okay, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Let's talk about community, parenting, dating, travel, women and culture, women at work, women and leadership. Pretty much this podcast talks about everything you need to know about living abroad, staying abroad, surviving abroad, getting, getting abroad. abroad. <laughs> I think we're going to need wine. Definitely, definitely going to be. Oh, women and wine. Women and oh, wine. There you go. All right. Please join us for Broads Abroad. Can't wait. Okay. All right. Okay. I have an idea for what our first episode should be about. Oh, no. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Well, I just think that we need to sort of give a little bit of context to this, um, like who we both are, how we ended up abroad, how we even met each other, and sort of that little journey, um, because also that not only gives context as to who we are and why we're doing this, but also um, what sort of like launches a life abroad. So mm-hmm. I thought we could sort of touch base on that a little bit. Oh, that's like great. Yeah, I like that. And I think a lot of people have different stories, different journeys, and also might be curious about doing this and um, having a life abroad, but maybe not know how to get started or be a little bit hesitant. So this might help others gain a little bit of insight. So why don't we start with you? Why don't you share what your journey was? Um, okay, well, the... The funny thing about mine, I think, is that I never really saw myself living abroad. I saw myself taking a little two-year hiatus from life, Mm -hmm. as I knew it, and just having an adventure abroad. So um, I was a musician in Canada for 10 years uh, and everything that came along with that. And um, my husband at the time, well, he's still my husband now... (laughs) At the time, at the time, he had just started his teaching career in Canada. Just, just so you know, coffee did come out of her nose. <laughs> Uh, at the time, he had just started his teaching career. He'd been teaching for two years. I had gone back to school. I'd studied music previously. I'd gone back to school to get my ed degree so that we could go and have a little two-year adventure. He wanted to live abroad. Um, he had sort of said he'd love to live abroad for 10 years. I said, not a chance. Let's go for two. Let's have a bit of fun. Uh, and here we are 12 years later uh, and three countries later and two kids later. Mm-hmm. So all those things I never thought were possible, A, even going, B, working abroad, C, sort of like <clears throat> getting into a circuit or an industry that I didn't even know really existed. Mm-hmm. And then even having my kids abroad, I, I never thought I would do that. And so the first step for us was really just going. And uh, I remember when we started sort of hunting a little bit for jobs, we got a couple offers. We were late to the game for applying. And so we got a few offers. And how did you choose which country? Sorry, sorry to like kind of jump in there. But I mean, that's always like a really, yeah, exactly. Really big challenge is a lot of people get stuck in like, where do you go? go. Yeah, Yeah, where do you go? Well, for us, because we were both teachers, uh, I had literally just graduated with my ed degree. I don't even think I'd had my graduation yet. Um, But we heard about, I think we started with international or ISS, Mm -hmm. International School 
oh my gosh, I can't remember what the acronym stands for exactly, but we used ISS as our first search. We'll do that in post-production. We'll do that in post-production. Or or that can be another episode (laughs) talking about different um, search agencies that you can look at. Uh, We've since used Search Associates. Some Mm -hmm. people use Tie Online. This is for education abroad. Even if you don't have an ed degree and you want to teach ESL or EAL, or Mm -hmm. um, there's just lots of different industries. So sort of just Googling and researching what jobs exist mm-hmm. overseas in your particular field. And so you used ISS. We used ISS at the time. Um, I, I don't think we did a very deep search. We never went to a job fair, but we just reached out to a few schools that were still hiring. Mm-hmm. And we put ourselves out there and we did get that job offer. And I remember it was like May. So it was really close to the school year starting in August. And we were like, should we do this? Should we not do it? Uh, do we walk away from everything that we've been building and starting here? And I remember very consciously saying to my husband, if we don't do it now, we're never going to do it. Right. And we literally just pulled the bandaid off and Mm -hmm. clicked yes. And a lot of our biggest moves have happened that way. Like if we don't go now, we're probably going to stay here forever because we love it so much. Mm -hmm. Like we've really loved everywhere we've been, even with the challenges that that we will obviously get to in more episodes. But yeah, but we just, we literally just ripped the bandaid off and said yes to that first job offer. So it sounds like um, you were focused more on the job offer than choosing the country first. Right. We've never really chosen a country. We've kind of always put ourselves out into the job search world. And as our professions have grown, it's it's become a different mm-hmm. application process and a different search process every time we we move. Um, but that first time was really, we had no idea what we were doing Mm -hmm. and now we do. So, so we can, we'll definitely give more, um, information about sort of how to really do that properly because we didn't really do it properly our first time, but Mm -hmm. lucky for us, it ended up being a really incredible experience, a lot of challenges, but an amazing experience. And so we did, we just, we just went, and I think we had a couple job offers and we chose one that seemed the, the most appropriate for both of us with our, areas of expertise and it was a country we wanted to go to and we ended up in Turkey and it was absolutely incredible. Um, so that was what got us got abroad. Us and now I want you to tell your story about what you got well, you abroad. I mean, staying I, abroad is a whole different thing. It is. But the going is, is really. Well, we before want I want to dive into my story, I'm actually super interested in knowing a little bit more about, about those pieces, because I think a lot of times um, you can be, I mean, we've been friends for years now, and those are some things that we haven't even talked about. And I think that a lot of listeners would be really interested in, um, you know, like you mentioned, do, do you have to know a certain way or just not even having that background um, mm-hmm. that you had? Mm-hmm. So for example, I mean, just kind of connecting those ideas, you had a teaching background and were able to do that. I didn't. I had a bachelor mm-hmm. degree and I was able to get an opportunity simply because the country that um, that I had chosen to go to, I had two offers, one from, um, from Taiwan and one from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And they were looking for recent graduates that had a degree in order to teach um, in English. So but as long not as an a native degree. speaker. No. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, at the time I did not have um, an education degree and mm-hmm. that came a little bit later on. And so, I mean, when I'm thinking about what someone might, be wondering when they're trying to look at opportunities to do something like this, they might be asking themselves, okay, well, what do I need to know? Or what kind of personality or what kinds of, you know, um, setbacks or what should I be thinking about in order to do Mm -hmm. this? And I really liked how you mentioned that you just start and you go, because that's exactly a similar story to mine in that sense. It's just, if you don't 
go now when, right? And there's never a perfect time and never a perfect place and you just have to start. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people wanting to do something like this very much are at that breaking point where sometimes we overthink it. And I think a lot of times when we do it, when we're in our early 20s, it's easier because we can always come back. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden something changes as you get more rooted and so on. And what I find so inspiring about yourself and your story and a, a lot of our other friends that we've met in our international community is that, as you mentioned, you 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 have um, you have a family, you have two children, and there's no stopping of there's a certain way to do it or a certain age or a certain time or a certain time to go home. Exactly. That sort of or that, that, that idea do it dissolves eventually. Kids. Yeah, exactly. And you can, and or you, you can can't do it. You can't do it as a couple or. As a single, there right. the, it's it's this idea that there's not like a perfect uh, way to go about it. Mm-hmm. And I've had over the years many people send me messages asking, "How did you guys get your jobs? Or how did you go abroad?" And I think that if you try to line it up so perfectly, it just doesn't happen mm-hmm. because there are so many things in place. But you don't realize what all you need until you start the process. Exactly. You don't realize what visa requirements there are. You don't realize mm-hmm. even what jobs there are. You don't even realize how vast the industry you work in is abroad until Mm -hmm. you actually dive into it or you get stuck in those details it becomes so Mm -hmm. overwhelming that you You give up and you don't do it Mm -hmm. so I think that's what's inspiring about um, these kinds of stories and I Mm -hmm. and I really hope people listening would um, will connect with that part Mm -hmm. of it is that you can do it there are things that we'll talk about in other episodes that are tips and strategies and ways to get involved and Mm -hmm. sharing some resources that you just mentioned earlier about, you know, where would you go to look for that? Mm -hmm. But most importantly, the value of the experience, the friends you meet, the experiences you have, and the idea that you can always go back or you can always change. And I think Mm -hmm. that's really hopeful and makes what this is all about so much more interesting to people involved. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You said that you said kind of a critical root word too when you said rooted, because I think that what what people don't realize who don't live abroad is that each place you live in, you do sort of get rooted, mm-hmm. and it does make it like even though you know you can always go home or you know you can always change, there is a sense of rooting and community that happens that you um, need, where you know you might live somewhere for your entire career. And, and move around through your, um, through the, the school that you work at or the industry that you <laughs> like work at. Like my story. Well, exactly. <laughs> but where you've, you've built your entire career and profession into a place of like amazing uh, leadership and, and, oh, I don't know. We're going to have to get better at this tech thing and figure out, oh, look at it. It kept going. Amazing. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Um but yeah, where you stay and you sort of build an entire world in one place where you really almost uh, immigrate somewhere. And there's something so amazing to that story. And and then there's sort of the, the, the stories where you bounce around a little bit more, which we sort of thought we would do, but we mm-hmm. ended up doing two years, then four years, and now six years. Right. And so we find that those roots get stronger and stronger every mm-hmm. single time. But um, the misconception that you kind of bounce around and float through life when you live abroad, mm-hmm. I think is really... Um, easy to easy to have when you when you haven't lived the life but once you experience that international Mm -hmm. community and how much you can grow as a person and professionally you do realize that those roots are really strong and in a way it does make going home it's always possible but it just makes it harder Mm -hmm. to do um, because you become deeply connected to the international world as well so you said Taiwan and Mexico and obviously you chose 
Mexico, Mexico, which is where we are, by the way, we haven't introduced that, but Jessica and I both live and work in Monterey, Mexico. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And have, and very, uh, something you mentioned earlier about, you know, that rooted part as you were kind of diving in further when I mentioned it, I think that's super interesting because I never thought for one second that I would be here as long as I have been. And now Mm -hmm. it's been over 19 years. I know it gets longer and longer, (laughs) but it it is that, I mean, every journey abroad and every journey that we all have as individuals is, um, is something that evolves over time. It's something that, you know, within our own lives, there's uh, this trajectory of what we should do, what we're supposed to do, Mm -hmm. what our own goals for ourselves are. And it's really easy to um, have expectations of ourselves and also that feeling of stuck. And I think when we're really reflecting on what is most important to us, then it opens ourselves up to a lot of possibilities that we might not have have seen. I know that there's a lot of friends of mine that didn't leave our cities in Canada and, and, um, and that really wanted to. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's a very simple misconception of it's, I I don't know how it's too hard next time. There's never a perfect time. Mm -hmm. So in my experience, what I did was exactly that as I was graduating my, um, my undergrad degree. Um, and I was looking for jobs at the time through the university webpage and there was nothing that exciting in my field. I mean, I have a bachelor degree in arts and psychology focusing in music. I was super excited about that part of it, but I didn't know what was next. And so as I was looking for these opportunities, teaching came up because a lot of countries do need English speakers to um, to kind of develop that those programs at their school. And so I got an opportunity to teach a, at a high school and at both in both countries, um, it was just full on having that bachelor degree. And I thought, well, I'll go for a year. <laughs> and then it was one more year and one more year. And I mean, we'll get into that a little bit later on about how do you stay mm-hmm. abroad and how do you manage that kind of life? But it has a lot to do with the idea of giving things a chance, yeah. staying open to opportunities mm-hmm. and taking them knowing full well that there's not a lot of drawbacks to mm-hmm. that. Um, if you take something and don't like it, change directions. Mm-hmm. Give and I think shot. that can apply to Anything. life anywhere, abroad or not abroad. The, Absolutely. The idea that if you if you don't like what you're doing, and you I mean, it sounds it. super cliche, but you can change that direction. Um, and that's so interesting. And, and it, it very much it, it is a mirror of my own story in that we thought it would be a year and then two years and then four yeah. years and then 10 years. And all of a sudden you just find it's your life. And I love that idea. And I do think that talking about um, the how do you stay is just as important uh, as the how do you go, right? Um, especially as life starts to happen, mm-hmm. as life starts to happen and careers happen and all of those different things start to happen. And also uh, your own families back home jumping yeah. on board, you know, For to sure. the point where they start saying th- or they initially say things like, when are you coming home? When are you coming home? Uh, and they're hard. They, they struggle with yeah. the idea. They love to come visit, but it's always that question. When are you moving back? Mm-hmm. And then slowly that question stops and they start to embrace the life that you've chosen. Yeah. And th- then uh, for me, my mom just literally started, well, several years ago saying to me, I, I can't imagine why you'd ever want right. to go back. I love your life and, yeah. and the fully supporting it. So, uh, and your family as well. Yeah. I mean, and not I think meaning that's we don't like our places. It's just that our place is now 
everywhere. Right. Home is where you make it. And mm-hmm. I think a big, a big, um, you know, we started this conversation about the whys. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody has that why. We all want to do something. We mm-hmm. all have a passion about something. Evolution in our lives is everything. I mean, mm-hmm. we're always, whether we stay in the same city, we're going to, um, you know, either, uh, finish our careers, have a, have a, a partner, eventually have a family. Those are very traditional steps in someone's life. We mm-hmm. all want some kind of challenge and growth is mm-hmm. what the real big picture is. And that can look different for everybody. It doesn't yeah. have to mean family. Yeah. But I do think that as human beings, as social beings, we want those connections. Yeah. And, and that is a very common, experience. And so sometimes just taking those opportunities, whether they're within your city or without the ones that are without of your regular city gives you a very much more amplified vision of what's possible of what's Mm -hmm. in the world. It, It transforms you as a person. It challenges you in such amazing ways. It enriches your life because these are people that you wouldn't meet normally yeah. um, or under any other circumstances, whether they are your new friend circle, whether they are the students that you work with, if you're a teacher or if you are um, someone that you know works in a company abroad. These are experiences that you wouldn't have otherwise, mm-hmm. and they make you more resilient to every other aspect in your life. So yeah. I think that's the main purpose of why, well, we're all looking to grow in some direction. Mm -hmm. That is the why. And knowing that we're coming from a place where we both said that like, okay, well, let's go try this out and come back. It's a safe thing to do because the world right now makes it accessible. You can get visas for places. You can get opportunities. The companies you work for help you. Mm -hmm. Um, There's um, a lot more support because it's become more common now. When I first came, I was working for a school that was very well known in the community and that was absolutely exciting, but it was a new concept for them to have international teachers. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have at that moment a very well um, established support system for their international teachers, just from lack of knowing what we would need. And I think that kind of has grown because as more teachers come, they say, hey, this is missing. We we need support with housing. So they would give you um, the house, but the house was a dorm. Mm -hmm. And uh, because that was the tradition of being where we are. Was you go, if you're a foreigner, you go and you live in the dorm. And if you don't live in the dorm, you're welcome to find another place to live. Well, when you don't know the language, you can't do those things. Mm -hmm. And so those everyday challenges that we'll, you know, talk about in other episodes about, great, how do you go to the grocery store? How do you do all these things? And in this first, you know, interaction that we're having, it's all about the why do it and why it's important. And Mm -hmm. all of those things come to place. All of those fears that I had about, what if I'm not successful if I go? What am I going to do? How will I encounter these? It becomes, instead of an overwhelming process, a day-to-day excitement and choice. And you push through those. And it ends up being the most incredible experience of your life. So Absolutely. And I love how you're saying, like, it's the day-to-day excitement. Yes. And I think that, like, obviously, like, Facebook and Instagram make everyone's life look exciting. And I, of course, post all my travel pictures or sure. pictures of this or this or this. But the day-to-day excitement that, you, that you're talking about also is just the excitement of like being somewhat settled in mm-hmm. the country or the place or the community that you're living in. Like you said, with that friend community, uh, learning a little bit of the language or learning enough to get by or eventually completely learning the language if you if you can stay long enough or dive in deeply enough. But those day-to-day exciting things 
um, are also figuring out how to work, you know, Netflix in the sure. region that you're in so that you can go home and binge watch your favorite series. And um, just like the, the schools or the industries. And I think referring to like different industries is, is good, but we are both teachers. And so yeah. the international schools that we work at as they've evolved over the years to make this easier for teachers. And mm-hmm. we now see this being uh, so much more common. Um, so, so has life as far as making it easier. Things as simple as even having an iPhone. When I first went abroad, we did not have iPhones. We didn't, I don't even think we had cell phones. And I remember you're just saying your age. I know I'm just saying my age, (laughs) but I mean, only 12 years ago, I was so excited when I discovered Skype on my computer, but it was a really big process to figure out when and how to Skype family back home and add money to my account and do all these things. Now I can FaceTime my family Mm -hmm. anytime. So I think as even our professional communities do make it easier to move abroad and they help with your visas and they help with that process and that move and, and even housing and the packages that you can get, even just the world we live in has made it easier. And it's not even just like we were talking about the why do it. Now it's more a why not. Why not? Exactly. And we had talked when we first started this uh, first episode of ours, we talked about doing a why we started, why we stay and so on. But I think we can even save the why did we stay for another episode because the why go and as you said, why not go Mm -hmm. is such a huge topic. Um, And even just... um, even just as as a little bit of an introduction to you and me and who we are, mm-hmm. um, you said you have a BA um, in, in art or in and psychology, psychology yeah. and I studied music as well. And before we let this episode end, um, just a really quick sort of serendipitous thing about Jessica and I. Uh, we met here in Monterey mm-hmm. and we met through mutual friends. We don't even work at the same school. Jessica works in uh, leadership and administration at another international school. And I'm a middle school English teacher uh, here at the American School Foundation of Monterey. And you are, I'll let you introduce what you do. Yeah. <laughs> yes, better than me. But I want to talk about the serendipitous thing yes, too. So yes. I'll just let you. Well, let's, let's talk about okay, that. Okay, the yeah. serendipitous thing. Um, so it was interesting. We met six years ago. I remember we met at, mm-hmm. I think, a restaurant for someone's birthday. And my one friend just said, oh, you have to meet this girl, Jessica. You have so much in common. You were both singers. And both of us still are singers. But we had actually both sung professionally and semi-professionally in Canada. And so she thought she was just introducing us as this tiny little common thread that we had. But once we met, we realized not only are we both singers, but we're from the same city. We went to the Mm -hmm. same university. We've sung and performed in the same circles. We both have done similar things in our musical lives Mm -hmm. that were either like a few months apart or a year apart. We know so many of the same people and so many of the same parts of the Canadian music world. And so it was really fun to find that connection. But it was also just a very fascinating example of how small the world is. And when you live overseas and you dive into this world of of teaching, living, working learning. abroad, learning abroad, <laughs> you start to realize just how small the world is. And, um, and that that's not a unique story. That's I mean, not even a unique how story. How many of us have met from other international experiences, mm-hmm. people that we either knew from other friends by accident when mm-hmm. you start to dive in and dig into where people are from and what their experiences have been, um, having common colleagues or simply common interests, as you mm-hmm. already mentioned, or even being from similar parts 
of um, either country or, or, you know, city locations or Mm -hmm. all of that. I think that that's what's so interesting. As you mentioned, that big world all of a sudden becomes small and it's not a unique story. No, it's not. It happens everywhere. And, and on top of that, the worlds and the communities that you meet elsewhere, um, you reconnect with. We yeah. were brought here, or we ended up here because of of a, of a relationship that we formed in another country with right. someone else. And those bonds and those communities and those family units that you create abroad become so super important to your well being, mm-hmm. to your growth, to your um, to your whole story, and and to the why, the reason why yeah. you've gone and why you stay. And it'll it, be interesting to see from our other. Um, uh, friends and colleagues in this experience and have them come and chat about um, mm-hmm. what get got them to do this to as take well. the same step everyone's yeah. step is so different everyone's kind of plunge in is so different mm-hmm. but when you ask people why they stay it's very much usually you know it has so mm-hmm. much to do with community it has to do with professional opportunities yeah. and growth and all of those things and also I think we have to really touch on and we'll we'll dive into this in other episodes too just the the beautiful and rich experience of of completely immersing yourselves mm-hmm. in an unfamiliar uh, community and culture and language and everything that goes along with that. I think that that's just such an amazing thing that we can do. And being from Canada, um, it's such a multicultural place sure. and we, we get to experience that so much in our day-to-day lives. But I think really being able to walk down a street and not be able to read the signage, not be able yeah. to speak the language, not be able to... Um, to communicate the communicate. ways they want to. And even beyond language, there's so many things that are so different and hard to get used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a richness and a fullness in that. And I think it really feeds the soul a lot. And that's been a big part of of the why, I guess, mm-hmm. we've continued this journey, which um, which we're going to explore further. I yeah, think, sure. um, I mean, we're talking about not only our stories, but also our, those general aspects. And I think um, bringing back to the purpose of why we got so excited to do this podcast, Mm -hmm. we're really specifying and touching down on women's experience in particular, Mm -hmm. is that we're sharing our personal stories, but we also want to really highlight and get excited about the opportunities um, and how to navigate that world, especially being a female and the kinds of concerns a lot of times that we might have that might cause hesitations like, Mm -hmm. oh, I shouldn't go alone because I don't know these things about the country or um, I'm hesitant to do that for this or that reason Mm -hmm. or um, how do I do that knowing that I'm going somewhere and some of the roles might be more traditional Mm -hmm. in um, uh, or you know more male male generated um, expectations Mm -hmm. and a lot of times that happens yeah so I think that as we explore further in this podcast and these themes um, we're really passionate about it's possible. You can do mm-hmm. it. What are some of the tips and tricks that were successful for us? And I'm really looking forward to exploring that nature of how exciting it is to be a woman abroad. Uh-huh. We're two broads abroad. Two broads and abroad. We want to uh, encourage more broads to, to join go us. abroad. Yeah, it is. It's it's amazing, and I think that that just that that hits the nail on the head a little bit because there is a lot. Um, out there about teaching abroad, about living abroad, about traveling, but there is something very special about being a woman abroad. And there is something extremely challenging and intimidating Mm -hmm. about it. And I think that also it's uh, newer 
than men abroad. You know, like um, the families moving abroad for business traditionally probably would have been taken there because of the the, like because of a, a man's job and the business world and actually international schools were set up to service sort of those businesses overseas or um, the embassies overseas. And those roles would have been in business and embassies would have been more so filled by men. men, But now the the world is becoming so much more open and the Mm -hmm. opportunities for women are so huge. And I think that women abroad is just, it's amazing. And I can't, I, I'm always shocked by the number of women that I meet, not only in my professional community, but, uh, but in, in the cities and countries I live in that are living abroad, even the women within that are local to that country Mm -hmm. that have also gone and lived abroad and come home to tell their stories. And so the story of women abroad, I think, is really one to celebrate and one to share. And I think you and I have a really great insight and two very different journeys and different types of stories. Um, And so touching on just how we got started and the Mm -hmm. why, I think, is um, is definitely worthy of of discussion, for sure. Absolutely. And not uh, diminishing any other experience. No, absolutely. um, Not, I mean, this isn't a show of about, um, uh, you know, not uh, touching on those topics of mm-hmm. family or other experiences that um, that we're excited about. But it is really particular. How can we support women doing this when we know that women's challenges a lot of times are different? So this right. isn't, it's not a political issue. It's not an, any other issue than how do we celebrate this and uh, let everybody know that um, we know that these particular experiences are, um, are unique and we yeah. want to celebrate them, highlight them, give some tips about how to navigate them and um, embrace the idea of being abroad, living abroad and staying abroad. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, this was our first episode of Broads Abroad. Uh, Totally spontaneous actually for Jessica and and for us to just dive into yeah. this, I, I we didn't plan on doing this today, to be honest. And we've done it, and I'm I'm happy with it, and I'm excited to figure out what our next episode and the rest of this season will look like. And so also, what kinds of topics the listeners out there want us to chat about uh, or yeah, learn exactly. from, and we would be happy to share our experience. So. I mean, I could do an entire episode on just how to buy cheese in other countries. <laughs> it's true. I could do an episode on wine. Yes, this well, is probably cheese and wine why we're. Too. Season one could be a good one together. We could also do episodes about uh, finding a doctor. That one's interesting. I think every episode is going to start with, I have an idea. So we're (laughs) going to end. All right. right. I'm out of ideas, but I will have another idea. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Broads Abroad. Broads Abroad.